every little kiss from you just drive me wild and the touch of your hand sends me insane the only one i'm thinking of so grab it for your love from the day i got fit i was never gonna be the Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests that appear in this show, and a podcast for fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who are working hard to try to improve their career, hopefully by listening to this show to learn insights from my guests. I am Bruce Wozniak, your host. We are worldwide on www.nhte.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends about it. We are on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. Today we are live at the NAMM show in Anaheim, California, specifically at the Tascam booth, and I am thrilled to be on a very overpopulated stage here to talk to my guests, plural, Aileen Quinn and the Leapin' Lizards. Welcome, y'all. Thanks for being here. Hello, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. You Thanks for having us, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. You got and, me and a bunch of lizards. <laughs> and, and thank you for, for that spirited performance we all just got to hear the band perform live and uh wow just full of energy and, and a really great sound thank you thank you yeah sadly um and, and maybe it's just me maybe i'm listening to all the wrong genres but i feel like that's that's a genre that we don't hear enough of i'll put it to you that to you that way thank you for that i i kind of agree um i got into this kind of music kind of later in life too based on a, a rockabilly uh, in uh, women in, in music back in the day. And when I saw how, like you said, spirited is a great word, how spirited and passionate they were, I was like, it's it's really good. So, uh, and it's kind of nice because rockabilly kind of has those great roots. So it has all that like country in it and that like R&B kind of thing. It's got a lot going on that you can bounce off of. So <laughs> I love it myself. So I'm glad you appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I, like all these follow-up questions are rushing into my head, but I don't want to <laughs> forget the most important question is, Please, please, Aileen, go ahead and introduce all of, all of the band members, please. I would love to do that. I've got great uh, boys here. So I'll start, I'll go this way, left to right. So certainly uh, Mr. Tom Murray, my partner in crime here and songwriting partner, Tom Murray, on drums and vocals and creations. Yes. Right next to me here, Mr. Chris Smith on bass and vocals and his own creations. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll get to them soon. And uh, Mr. Jorge Reyes to my right, uh, of the former Malacates, right? Malacates band member, and also a Leapin' Lizard. And uh, I've got Frank Giffen on uh, lead guitar there and vocals. And uh, and I just realized we're missing a lizard on the stage, Mr. Johnny <laughs> Pie over there, out, out there on the harmonica. So. You could always come say hi on Chris and Tom's mic, pop in. <laughs> so yeah, those are my boys. Outstanding. Now let's back up to one of them in particular because you were saying what each person plays, but for Jorge... I did not say did I because I was for, thinking of his other no, bands you, you, no, you singing did, songs in my you head. You did, but you said, you said where he came from though. Jorge, who did you used to play with? I'm, I'm from Guatemala originally, and I came uh, to the States in 2006. And I used to play with uh, Malacates, a ska Latin band over there. We used to have a horn section and everything. And uh, yeah, they still play. So whenever we get together, they're in Guatemala or here in Mexico, and anywhere we play together, it's a lot of fun. Wow. <laughs> so, so realistically, we could we could call it Aileen Quinn and the International Leapin' Lizards. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we could do a good that. thing, which is a good thing. Well, you know, I've had a lot of guests on this show who have been on American Idol, who've been on The Voice, who've been on America's Got Talent. 
and we get to that awkward part of the interview where I have to ask them about having been on the show. And it happened right here on this stage yesterday. We had Josh Logan, who was on The Voice. Oh, yeah. uh, we had some fun with it. I did the build-up, and then I said, everybody knows you're on a little TV show that a lot of people heard of. It was on cable access in Aurora, Illinois, called Wayne's World. And we had a lot of laughs, which is oh. cool because, you know, this show is not about asking all of the predictable questions. Uh, but unfortunately, or, or maybe I should say fortunately, Aileen, to your credit, you do have a big following because of your role as Annie in the Correct. motion picture, Annie. So let's just let's just cover that um, because it's a it's a necessary part of every interview that you do. Of course, um, but of certainly course. we've got lots and lots of other ground uh, that we want to cover. Um, but uh, l l let me let me try to be what I pride myself on, which is not asking all the predictable questions. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, what is the predictable question? What does it seem like every interview that that you do? What about the Annie film? Do they always ask you about? Well, there are like three areas, and the three are always: was that your real hair? And I hate to dash the bubble, but no, it was a wig. So there's that. And then it's always like, of course, I had like the cast from like the heavens. So it's always like, what was it like working with Carol Burnett? What was it like working with Berta Peters, Anne Reiking, John Huston, Albert Finney, I mean, the list goes on, Tim Curry. So yeah, and that was amazing. And then I guess the third most predictable is, I guess, do you still hang out with the orphans? But we all sadly, again, live in all different places across the US. Okay, but you know, one thing that I, I take encouragement from when I do talk to these people who have been on The Voice, who've been on American Idol, et cetera, yes. et cetera, is they all do seem to have this little network, you know, thanks to that little thing that Zuckerberg came out with called Facebook. Yes. You know, they have their private Facebook groups or whatever it is. So through social media or just traditional email or even, I, th I think you can still make phone calls. I'm not sure. In 2017, I think you can still make actually, phone calls. Actually, I prefer those. And with Pepper, the one I'm supposed to battle with the most, yeah. we actually talk on the phone. So yes. Nice. You're nice. right. I, I'm kind of old school that way. I hate to say okay. it. I know okay. you're very modern in podcasting. You know, I'm kind of old school. <laughs> well, here's, here's the question I want to ask you. What question do you not get about the Annie film that you wish more interviewers would ask you? Because I'm sure oh, there's wow. some aspect of, of the project that you probably wouldn't mind still talking about now and then, but no one seems to ask you about. Ooh, or even maybe if it was something one. obscure or, or a memorable day on this, I don't know. Um, but I just, I just feel like you know everyone's. And yeah. by the way, this is, I'm filibustering. I'm trying to give you time. To, <laughs> I know, and <laughs> I'm going. I'm like, going, rewind, rewind. Well, what, what's, what's why hard doesn't anyone what, ever ask what, me about? I know, exactly. What's hard about the, the the Annie experience for me is that I was so young, so I do remember a lot. I remember a lot about the people. I guess the story that I don't tell maybe too much. I mean, it's the between the takes that were priceless. I mean, it's like Albert Finney like tickling me under the knees to keep me awake on long shoots while they're setting up the lights and the cameras. Oh, so to keep you awake, not, yeah. not to be silly, not to tickle no, you. No, I mean, he and Namrat King were hilarious. Anyway, they're both very funny people actually in real life. So it was a little bit of both of that and their personalities, but also to keep me awake. And he played things like, I'm going to the supermarket where you have to add on to keep your brain going. But the other thing is John Houston, I guess I don't get asked this a lot. He was so brilliant and he would talk to me about the character, like really get me into it. But then when he would do all these things, he'd be like, pan the cameras here. And I would, this is probably what I, I don't reveal a lot. I would tap Albert and go, what is he saying? What does he mean? What is all that technical stuff? Still like that too. I was like, what does that mean? I know what I'm doing with the character. What, what is he talking about? And he'd be like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, darling. So yeah. So Albert was my, you know, my buddy. He wasn't just Daddy Warbucks. He was also my buddy. Awesome. Awesome. How old were you then that you say, you know, I don't know how much I can remember right. because I was... I was nine and then I turned 10 in the middle of filming. Uh, so I was okay. nine. So okay. I was pretty young, but I do okay. remember. And Albert, by the way, actually, I don't talk about this a lot, took my entire family out to dinner after 
after the filming of the movie, including Grandma. Wow. Grandpa was back in the States, you know, doing his thing. And um, so did John Houston to his private cove in Mexico. So I got wow. to spend two weeks in Mexico and wow. Very nice. So that was pretty cool. Very nice. And now fast forward to 2017, yes. <laughs> and here you are fronting uh, Alien Quinn and the Leaping Lizards. And as I said, we are live in Anaheim at the NAMM show. Um, so, you know, I'm thrilled to have you all here, thrilled to get to meet you and to have you all perform here. But uh, what else are Aileen, um, Aileen Quinn and the Leaping Lizards accomplishing, doing here at NAMM? And, and maybe, uh, maybe Chris, this might be a, a question for you, because I know um, that, that you're, you're, you're more apt to talk about gear than Aileen is. Correct. Uh, actually, Frank uh, <laughs> yeah, Frank and I are both, we're kind of the gearheads, and uh, Jorge, he, he dabbles into a lot of the recording stuff, especially the live voice stuff. Uh, but um, we're just here to network, talk to people, talk about the band, what we're doing, upcoming shows, gigs, and uh, learn about what equipment's going to be best for us uh, doing our shows in the future. But I know that NAM is a, uh, a members-only event. It's, um, you know, someone is, is quote-unquote sponsoring someone to be here, or, or you have an endorsement deal with someone. So how, how did you all get yourselves in here? Is there an equipment company that you're aligned with or that you specifically came to see? Frank. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've had a number of ways of getting in here, but my uh, my principal way of getting in here is that one time I worked in a guitar store, who of course is a NAM member, and as a retail employee, I got a badge every year to come to the show. And uh, even though I don't work there anymore, I still uh, do favors for uh, for Gary, the owner of Boulevard Music, every chance I get, so that I can continue getting this badge. <laughs> this year, I got two badges. I got one from Gary and one from NAM for playing here. Okay, well, I do want to add, though, uh, Tom, um, since we're here at the Tascam booth, I would like Tom to talk about Tascam because I know that uh, that you are a Tascam user. Yes. Yeah, I actually had um, a four-track Tascam studio way back in the in the ancient 1990s <laughs> that I used to write and record my demos on and pitch them to the bands. And then uh, the workhorse field recorder I've been using probably for the last seven or eight years is the, the DRO7 which is just, I mean, eight years of being, you know, knocked around gigs and rehearsals and yeah. the thing still performs great. So, yeah, that's uh, And as his songwriting great, great partner, gear. I've seen yeah, good use of that as well. Say, I was just gonna say, Tom, uh, when, when Aileen was introducing each of the band members, she referred to you as a songwriting partner. So Aileen, is it just the two of you? Tom, Tom, you and you and Aileen, or, or is there anyone else that It, that it is primarily for right now. The, the band is, is definitely in, in, in the formation that I, I hope we're gonna be in for, for a while, but it has gone through a few phases as bands yeah, do. So let, so I had two other that. people that when, I did when did with. When did the band come together, and, and is this the original configuration no. or no? No, it's not. So I guess, Tom, right? I mean, you're right there with me from the beginning. We're the partners, so mm -hmm. I guess since uh, 2011 about? Mm -hmm. Right, and uh, here we are, you know, flash forward. I, I mean, really 2012, really digging into it. And how it. did the two of you come to know each other? Through a mutual friend. Mutual musician friends. A yeah. um, couple guys I played with said they wanted to start a rockabilly band, and they knew this singer who had played in a movie a long time ago. <laughs> and I was, I was like, yeah, sure. I've never played rockabilly before. Let's, you know, let's see what we can put together here. Oh, I, th I thought you were going to yeah. say I've never seen the movie before, but sure, we could put the band. together. <laughs> How'd you see that? I, I forget that answer. Well, I didn't see the movie before because I was twenty <laughs> something when the movie came out. Uh, but I, I rented it after we started rehearsing, and I thought, wow, okay, I guess I better have a little background information on this. Actually, Aileen may have may have told you at the time, it's not a prerequisite to be in the band. Don't it's worry. It's not. It absolutely is not. It's maybe better if they don't at first. <laughs> yes. Wow. And wow. then they always make fun of me afterwards. It's yeah. like, you still have the same facial expression. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fascinating. And so, um, 
Aileen, I wonder then, so Tom said, I heard that someone was looking to put a rockabilly band together. So Aileen, when you go out and you look for other band members, uh, is it you have to be experienced at doing this type of music or you have to be willing to, you have to be capable of, or, or is it I'm just looking for good musicians first and, and rockabilly comes Actually, second? I'm glad you brought that up because as I'm discovering being a person that's used to being... Um, you know, having a, a producer and a director of big Broadway cast. I've been doing 25 years of Broadway since Annie, which a lot of people don't realize on and off Broadway, Broadway national tours. For those that have seen me in different cities, I was Saturday Night Fever and uh, Fiddler on the Roof and Peter Pan. They know that. And I've met many fans backstage. Ah, oh, aha. <laughs> and I, know, I thought you looked familiar. We'll discuss that later. A little fan here out there. Um, and so, so that being said, um, I'm used to being... What's nice about having a band is that, it's the good and the bad, is that you get the creative control and it really does become like a family. A theater is definitely a family as well, but when you have a 40 to 44 person cast, you know, that's a little difficult to make it a, a tight family. But with the bands I'm noticing, it really is nice. And this particular formation of guys, I mean, they really have my back in every way. Like in, in, in real life, as I like to say, and on the stage, I mean, they've got my back and I've never experienced something so close okay, as this but, and but as the I'm going to use an acting term as the casting director of this <laughs> band do you go out and look for people who are doing rockabilly or do you look for people who I like good musicians is, it really comes okay. down to musicians and the personality of course we all have to gel that's why I said that about the family I mean you know this group of guys we actually like each other off the stage and could tour which we'd like to do in this next year or two so it's, it's both but of course the musicianship has to you know come first and the style I'm finding doesn't so much matter as long as we all, including me, do our homework and really dedicate to the music. So it's more the musicianship, I think. Frank, were you doing rockabilly when when you came to to this opportunity? At this opportunity, <laughs> yeah, I think I was getting close to it. When I first started playing rockabilly, I didn't know it was rockabilly. <laughs> I, I just happened to be at the music store noodling around one day, and and uh, Chris Lopez, who was just here watching us play a minute ago, a guy I worked with. He said, hey, Frank, you got to teach me that rockabilly stuff someday. I said, is that what this is? <laughs> okay. So I don't know if this is just a, a, a brotherhood or, or if there's a, a change at the microphone because your harmonica player does have rockabilly, mm. but um, I'll, I'll go ahead and put you on the spot. Sure. Thanks. Sure, sure. So we're talking about like genres, and, and uh, you can tell them what you really do. You can yeah, tell I'm a blues harp player to begin with. In fact, when I met Aileen, through the mutual friend that they were talking about, yes. uh, I was doing a uh, rock and roll cover band with them, and she said that I'm looking for a blues player on my next album, my new album, you know. And so she came out and saw me play with the blues band, uh, and uh, said, "Man, we got a, we got two songs we want to do on there, you know." And Doctor and Mama didn't uh, didn't raise you right, and uh, and they came out great. We recorded them. Aileen was a phenomenal director to me. She knew exactly in her head what she wanted to hear, and she said, I want this, I want that, that's good, that's not. She didn't know the technical terminology. True. Give me a twinkle. Huh? What's a twinkle? Yes, they, they love my little... I, I, I do like directing, but yes, my terminology could use a little work. That's where Tom comes in handy. He's my musical translator. I like it. I and like Frank, it. too. Her energy is infectious. It keeps us all going. It keeps us all tight I'm in the sure. band. I'm sure. uh, and she has just got endless energy. And, Outstanding. And she, and, and she brings it on stage and she just shines. Outstanding. Thank I you, am John. Bruce Wozniak, and joining me here at the Tascam booth at the NAM Show in Anaheim, California, are Aileen Quinn and the Leapin' Lizards. Find them online at www.aileenquinn.com. 
and theleapinlizards.com. And then they are on social media, Facebook, Instagram. They're also on Reverb Nation, and you can purchase their music on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. They're even streaming on Spotify. Make sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. We are on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. And engage with Now Hear This on social media as well, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. This is our special series of interviews done live on location, and you know about the various outlets where you can hear Now Hear This Entertainment, as well as the various social media platforms you can engage with the show through. But I've stepped back into Crystal Blue Sound Studios long enough to tell you about some of the other features around Now Hear This Entertainment. When you're looking for music from any of the guests who appear on Now Hear This Entertainment, or for that matter, anytime you're going to make any kind of purchase from Amazon, period, be sure to go to www.nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help with a small return from Amazon to NHTE, which helps keep the show going so you can continue to hear great artist interviews and their original music each week. If you really love the show, wear it. There are NHTE t-shirts and hats available for purchase at nhte.net. It's a fun way to spread the word to others about this podcast. Those of you who are regular listeners to the show know all about the tip I always give out in the middle of each episode talking to up-and-coming performers. That's a segment called Bruce's Bonus, and as much as I'd like you to go back and listen to past episodes of NHTE to try to find all those bonuses, they have all been compiled for you in a concise ebook format, which you can purchase at www.brucesbonusbook.com. I also want to hear your thoughts on the show and chat online with you, as well as get the listeners talking to one another, which is why there is a special Facebook group for NHTE listeners. Look for the NHTE Facebook group icon at nhte.net, or just search on Facebook for the group. It's called NHTE Listeners. And we also now have a Patreon for the show. I sincerely appreciate your consideration of an ongoing monthly donation to help support continued production and related expenses of NHTE. There are different levels of giving listed, as well as some neat thank you gifts for doing so. Just go to nhte.net and look for the Patreon button, or go to patreon.com slash nhte. And of course, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N patreon.com slash nhte. One final note from here at the studio before we resume the live on-location interviews, and that is for you to check out Crystal Blue Sound Studios online. They are located near Tampa, Florida, but in this day and age of online file sharing and cloud storage can help you regardless of where you are. So be sure to visit www.cbpro.net, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. And now, back to our special NAM show series. Uh, Aileen, you were mentioning um, very quickly, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to go back to it just a little bit, because uh, people are going to hear this interview, and they're going to make the connection with the movie, and then hear what you're doing now. Um, but just fill in that gap of time. How do you go from being in the Annie movie to, guess what, in 2017, I have a band now, because people are going to say, well, where did she go after Annie? And because you said, you're originally from Pennsylvania. Yes, and, I'm and, Pennsylvania. And then you went to New York, now you live in California. Right. So what, I travel around. Yeah, what, what, what transpired there that, that helped you make those 
those those moves. Yeah. So pretty much uh, what I, again, this is a question that's coming up more recently because people are realizing I was under contract actually for for about six years uh, uh, with the whole Columbia thing to make other Annie movies and they didn't materialize as I like to say so I met other directors I read scripts they were going to be like the comic strip but that was a blessing in disguise because that's what got me back into theater which was my roots pre the film just doing regional theater and local theater so I did start off small and the next thing you knew it led to the Broadway level and the Broadway national tours and off-Broadway plays and regional theater around the country so it was theater that really kept me going while I was under contract and I got to grow up on stage and I found that on stage I got to do everything from be you know sweet little Dorothy which you know seems to fit me to Harpo Marx and play Marx. <laughs> this guy that couldn't speak which for me as you can see is very difficult wow. so I mean I played everything from a, a young ingenue to you played Harpo Marx I sure did in wow. a day in Hollywood night in Ukraine really fun show to do <laughs> got to tap dance and, and then play a guy in the second act and ironically that's how my best friend's husband met me he was dressed up as a man so he still laughs about that to this day but, uh, but yeah so it was um I really got to grow in theater. And then I started to get into a few independent films back in New York. This is flash forward, uh, flashback like six years ago. And I said, all right, this film thing seems to start creeping back. I'm like, maybe it's time to move back to L.A. Okay. and see how that goes. And so my intentions were really to do TV and film in L.A. And then I just met, kind of actually in a funny way too, vocalizing in the shower every morning as a Broadway girl that still wanted to keep her voice. Sure. The neighbor next door said, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, she's going to yell at me. She's going to be like, oh, my God. And she wanted to introduce me to the friend that we keep talking about, Terry. Got to give Terry a shout out. And she said, you should meet my ex and you should talk about music and you singing in the band. Amazing. And they were right. And I really enjoy the band. Wow. And now, as a result, this change is, is very different for you because you do have this artistic freedom and this creativity yes. working on, on your own albums versus the structure that comes with, with Broadway and, and musical theater, even even though theater did give you training and stamina yes, for rock and roll. Yes, it absolutely but, did. But you're finding this whole new creative freedom now. Well, it's just nice because for so many years, whether you know, you're know you on camera and you know, please you know be in your light and be in your spot, and with musical theater, especially like a show like Saturday Night Fever where it was such a dance show, I mean, literally those cool cubes that we were dancing and you really couldn't be outside of your box like literally because then you'd you know be in their light or, or yeah. be on their in their frame so I'm so used to that structure that it's kind of nice to have you know w- within structure because we, we are we try to be a tight band but within that structure to have a little freedom and and, and for the first time expressing myself in, in songs and writing lyrics and, and melodies that I've never been able to express before. Yeah, because you so have, you like have that. found that you that you really have a love for songwriting. I really do. I think that's going to be for a lifetime. I, I discovered that. There, there was someone that met me in the Annie days, and she said, um, she was one of those famous you know, astrologists, whether you believe in that or not, and she said, you're going to really be known for your writing more than your acting. And my mom kept saying, she's not a novelist. She's not like a writer. She can barely sit still. <laughs> I didn't realize maybe at that time it was songs. Yeah, and yeah. I used to hum to myself as a little kid and how melodies, they would just come to me. So, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. As well as Tom. Tom is an amazing, I know he stepped off the mic for a minute, but he is an amazing songwriter, and he was writing as well before he met me. And we found that when we came together, that it was just like between what I was hearing and feeling him and his skills, because he has a big past in songwriting, it just clicked. So for example, talk about uh, 
maybe one or, or, or maybe two of the songs that, that you just performed here, so so the listeners get get a feel for, for your original music and the, and the and what you are writing. Well, spin me actually, and I and I don't know if Tom he went far away. We lost Tom, but that's all right. <laughs> I'll speak for him. Um, Tom and I he took me to um, a Brian Setzer con, uh, concert, whom I I admire a lot, and we'd certainly love to eventually in the future team up with him. I'd love yeah. to open for him. Um, he's amazingly talented, and he really brought this genre back with with the swing, mixing with the swing, and I'm really impressed with that. Um, so not only is he a talented singer, player, everything, but um, we saw a concert, and then Tom went to a show where beautiful swing dancers were being flipped up and everything, mm. and their skirts, and he said, okay, here's this concept I want to go with, let's go with this spin me. Okay. And then melodies just started coming to me, ironically, when I was on an exercise bike spinning. <laughs> so, <laughs> so many things tie into the song, and then we started working together, and I still have the recording when I was like, ooh, I hear sax, and that's where Jorge and Johnny Pie came in, because when I started writing some blues, which gets into Mama, which I did not perform here, and the Spin Me song, I was like, no, we gotta have horns with this rockabilly, it's too good, it needs a little blues roots, and we definitely need to get the swing crowd in. So Jorge, what is that like when someone comes to you and says, this is the song I'm writing, I'm, I'm hearing horns, horns in it. Uh, do, do they whistle the tune for you? Do they hum it? I mean, do you just kind of say, perform the song and let me do kind of what I feel, what I hear? I think we've been learning how to work together. You know, when, when, I, when I came to, to the band, they had already some demos recorded, so they were able to show me kind of the line that they were going for. And uh, then for the actual recording, we, I think we... we filtered it and we actually did just the lines that we wanted but lately in some recordings that we've done we, we have done um, we it's, it's been like okay you know this is what we have in mind and see what you come up with and I give them some options and they're like oh, you know they put them and they see what they want to use so it's, it's a good collaboration yes I, I think we're, we're learning how to how to put together uh, and, you know all the all the talents and all the elements that we can fit in a song. Yeah, it sounds yes. like it. Uh, just one other song that you performed. Just tell the listeners what about, I did about today. Okay, well, I'm not. I'm gonna skip over one. <laughs> Too personal. Uh, the other, the other one. What I, what I do first? We did. Oh, well, the well, the doctor is in. That was really. Um, that was mostly uh, Tom's kind of feel for that one. He had kind of most of the elements of that in, in his mind. And it was appropriate because at the time there were things that were going on with me and it's a song about healing. And I also had knee surgery. I had ACL uh, knee surgery, which wow. as a dancer, as a Broadway wow. dancer, that was a big deal for me. And luckily I had a very successful surgery. But that song, it became even double meaning for me because it was really about a healing relationship, but then it became about like the double entendre with my <laughs> knee surgery and I had a really good doctor. <laughs> so yeah, that song was kind of fun too. Uh, now I know that um, you know there there are hopes, there are visions for uh, Aileen Quinn and the Leaping Lizards, you know, really doing a lot of touring. Uh, is there anything on the books? Can the listeners uh, obviously they can follow you online to, to look for uh, dates that gets announced in terms of where and when they can see the band perform? Yeah, live? well, right now we're performing a lot in California because that's where we're all based. But it would be wonderful, like I said, in this next year to actually tour and get back to the different places, you know, where I have friends and where my roots are in the East Coast, the South. Uh, we'd love to get to other uh, places in the West that are close by here. So we really would like to tour more. But for now, on Facebook, you'll see that we play um, a couple of swing clubs, uh, Pasadena Ballroom and Rusty's Rhythm Club. Uh, we play Joe's Bar and Grill. So there's certain places where people can regularly, you know, find us within the rotation schedule with other bands. But yeah, we do hope to tour. So I well, think we and, might need our booking agent or manager soon. <laughs> so well, anybody you, that's out there, listen. You up. <laughs> feel you feel that that 
that there is an importance for live music, and, and maybe I some do. of the others may yeah, want to comment on this as well. About but, live music, um, yeah. Actually, Chris, why don't you jump in then? For, yeah, because you play a lot live. All right. Um, well, actually, I, you know, to go back a little further in the interview, I've been playing rockabilly music and roots and blues for about 20 years yeah, professionally, yeah. and um, it's an honor to work with this team, this group here. We have a good time. We collaborate well together. And whenever uh, Tom and Aileen bring us songs, actually, we all write our own parts, and then we all discuss the parts together. But um, about shows and stuff, it's like uh, there's actually a pretty big blues and rockabilly scene, especially here in Southern California. And um, we get called quite a bit for gigs, especially the swing dance groups. Um, you go to these shows, and there's 50 to 100 couples swing dancing, and I'm in there good. Wow! Like wow. so, Dancers. we're playing our show, and these people can really swing dance. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks like you know, Back to the Future, you know, <laughs> the Enchantment right. Under the Sea dance. It's, it's like awesome, you know. And so it's just, and it's great, and that pushes us even more to see those people enjoying and singing along. We have people that sing along with our originals. Wow! I mean, to see something that Tom came up with and that Aileen came up with, and people are singing along. It's and if we Just don't do one, sometimes they're feeling. like, "You gotta do that." Is that gonna be in the third set? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Aileen, that you know, that has to make you feel like a million bucks because Chris said he sees couples that are out there dancing, and yes. so they're there because of your music. They're not there for the novelty of, "Oh, guess who this is." They're there because that's the music that they're looking for. Yes, exactly. Correct. And like, I, we really find that they actually like the music, and that's really it, it means a lot to us because we really love the music too. I'm sure. And to see them dance, it inspires us, like Chris said, even more. But were you gonna say one more thing, yeah, Chris? The nice Oh, playing live music. Oh, yeah. the nice thing about playing that live music and in that scene is it actually pushes us out of our genre a little bit. Instead of just being rockabilly, mm-hmm. we're doing blues, we're doing swing, we're doing jump. It's like anything that's along that. Yeah, and some kind of that like little e- jazzy, even some roots jazzy, and country, uh-huh. like some of the early yeah, Western swing, too. little jazzy stuff. It's yeah. just really cool to push anything that's roots related and earlier style music with our own modern twist. Outstanding. Exactly. Well Outstanding. Yeah, Aileen, anything to add to that? Because again, I know um, you know that you had mentioned the the importance of live music and, and original bands. In, in, yeah, in I mean, I, I find in this day and age, and there are some some wonderful tribute bands out there. I have a friend that's actually in one that's quite talented. But I think in this time when a lot of people are um, either doing tributes or you know just just cover bands, it, I I really admire that when I see other bands I see doing their own music, it, it just it really strikes a chord because. Um, I, I think that uh, we need more of that. It, it's like the way I feel about theater, too. Whenever they have new shows and new concepts, I tend to like those shows a lot, even if they're not as popular, because it's, you know, it's, it's a new creation, it's original. And Frank, have you like music and original music? Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that. <laughs> I'm the only one without headphones, so oh, I geez. hear you. I was saying, your thoughts on live performances, also original music and original bands. Still couldn't hear it, sorry. As you can hear, listeners, oh, the uh, the bands. din of Nam in I the background. It, is, it works best for us anyway, at least, and I enjoy it when we've got a mix of the two. Because I love showing yes. original songwriting, your original songwriting, Chubbs, because I haven't written any of these songs yet. Yet, <laughs> yet. And uh, songs that people are familiar with and know how to dance to already, because right. they've got little. Um, unique parts or sections of the song where you can do particular dance moves and things too and uh, we know people like that too so I enjoy doing, doing both, both. both covers and the original music I have a quick uh, just um, anecdote about it when I started rehearsing with them uh, the album wasn't out yet and I was 
at all familiar with any of the material we were playing. I haven't played any of the songs before, right? So when I was looking online to get references, I didn't know they were originals. So I was looking for them wow. online, you know? Wow. Because they sounded like the same. Wow. So that was when I went back like, you know, I couldn't find a YouTube of this thing. And they were like, no, it's our song and it's not out yet. So, so that's, that's right, because you came to that in between. Thanks, yeah. right? Outstanding. So, it sounds legit. <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a great story and it's a it's a fun story and, and, and this is a, this is a fun group to be around. What what a treat it must be for all of you to, to have the opportunity to, to perform with one another. It is. it is. That's what we always say. No matter the conditions, if you get rained out at NAM or whatever, we say that we're always together and, and we really enjoy performing with each other. That well, makes and, a difference. Uh, and, and Tom Murray has walked away, but but he Tom has. Murray and, and John and Chris and Jorge and Frank and, and certainly Aileen. Thank you all of you for being here today. Thanks for sitting down and, and doing this. And, and again, thanks. For the, for the terrific performance at the beginning. Thank, thank you. It's a pleasure thank to be you. here. You guys yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, Tascam, for having Again, us here. They, were, yes, they are Aileen Quinn and the Leap and Lizards. Check them out online at www.aileenquinnandtheleapandlizards.com and then connect with them on social media. They are on Facebook and Instagram. You can find them on Reverb Nation as well and do purchase their music. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and they are even streaming NR.com. on Spotify. <laughs> And make sure to also visit www.nhte.net. Connect with us on social media, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and tell your friends about it. iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. We have been broadcasting from the Tascam booth at the NAM show in Anaheim, California. I am Bruce Warzniak. We'll see you next time on Now Hear This Entertainment. Thank you. Thank you. Cheeks was turning red. Oh, but I got a doctor on speed dial. Cures me from my toes up to my head. He's a doctor of the century, a man of the hour with his intense care. So come on, baby, let your heal begin. Come on, baby.
this morning. I was down and feeling blue. Couldn't stop in a while since my motor was a humming, but he knew just what to do. Now he has attitude of my engine when he gets up under my hood. He knows how to grease my suspension, so my body rides like a shoe. So come on, baby, let your healing begin. Doctor.